Welcome to America's Heroes Group podcast with information and resources that's disseminated intentionally to empower our military population with host Vietnam veteran Cliff Kelly, co-host Iraq veteran Colonel Dr. Damon Arnold, and co-host Army National Guard veteran Sean Claiborne. And now, America's Heroes Group podcast. And our panelists are Brent G. Filbert, a Pentagon retired 30 years U.S. Navy veteran, professor and clinical director for Mizzou Veteran Clinic of the University of Missouri School of Law. We also have Eric J. Anthens. He is a U.S. Army captain, combat veteran, and legislative advocate in Missouri. Today's discussion is going to be talking about fighting for disability compensation from the VA. It's always an honor to have you on, Brent. And I know you have a guest with you, Eric, uh, but tell us a little bit more about what is going on with fighting for disabilities. Again, and um, I um, Mm -hmm. am, so in the past we've had on um, uh, veteran advocates in terms of lawyers and and other people working to help veterans, and we've had uh, medical personnel, that sort of thing. So I thought it would be good this time to bring on uh, and have on the show an actual uh, veteran who has who has served in combat honorably, bravely, has come back home and then had to face the really difficult task of fighting for VA disability compensation and benefits and succeeding uh, and succeeding. And so I thought it would be good if we had Eric um, talk first. Um, and it really is a pleasure to have an Eric uh, on with us. First, talk about uh, his experiences in the military. Dr. Arnold, I know you served in Iraq, as did Eric, and talk about what his experiences were, and then uh, and then segue into what happened when he came back home. So if Eric could go ahead and start off, that would be terrific. Hi, Brent, and uh, thanks for having me on the show. Um, I served 11 years uh, uh, in the Army. I served with the 3rd Infantry Division for two deployments to Iraq uh, during the surge, and then as we transitioned from uh, Iraqi freedom to Operation New Dawn, uh, from there, I commanded uh, in the 1st Infantry Division at Fort Riley, and after a successful command in the 16th Infantry Regiment, I uh, went up to the division headquarters and deployed uh, as in the first round of Operation Inherent Resolve against uh, ISIS. Mm-hmm. Uh, during that deployment, I blew out my shoulder, had a couple other injuries, mm-hmm. and came home and uh, got medically separated. And while I was uh, finishing my master's degree, I, I uh, worked, worked closely with the Veterans Clinic, and Professor Drake and, and Brent uh, to kind of assess what, what the state needed legislatively. I got a passion, I got a bug to go work with the legislature to, to fix things such as our state's amazing Returning Heroes Education Act and uh, among, other, among other achievements uh, in the legislative realm. And thanks to uh, the clinic, they, uh, they represented me from the moment I got out of the service and they fought hard for nearly two years to, uh, to get a successful uh, conclusion to my uh, to my VA benefits uh, adventure is what I would probably call it. <laughs> um, so, um, Eric, I, I, you know, it was interesting to me. Like when you first left the service after doing all the things you did in Iraq and enduring uh, what you endured, um, what what was your thought about how it would work in terms of applying for? VA benefits, including any disability compensation. How did you think it would go, and then how did it actually go? 
Uh, if you could describe that for us. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, so when I first got in the service, you know, uh, uh, I heard horror stories, uh, you know, guys waiting or, you know, soldiers waiting for years for their benefits. So I, I was not overly optimistic um, that, you know, that I didn't think it was going to be very smooth because it, you know, it's bureaucracy and that's usually the antithesis of smooth. Um, but that all changed uh, when, I, when I started going through the process and uh, look, you know, dealing with the, the VA uh, for my, you know, uh, those physicals that you have to go through your, your mental evaluations. Um, I found uh, a lot of difficulty in, in, in uh, repetitiveness, um, especially when it came to discussing difficult subjects. I'd have to go in and tell the same stories, the same, you know, bad stories two, three, four times. Um, and then to be told that, Hey, nothing's wrong. Um, and you know, having combative evaluators at times, very frustrating. Um, but that all changed when the, the law clinic came into my, into my family's life. And, uh, and I finally felt like I had someone in my corner, not a VSO, which they do a great job. And, and, you know, I'm not knocking veteran service officers or anybody who makes their life mission to serve veterans. Uh, but, the clinic is, is the most capable uh, to, to get a, a positive and successful outcome for their clients. And, uh, and once I had them in my corner, I knew everything was going to be okay. And I, I knew it would just be tactical patience. We just have to hurry up and wait because, and, and you know, that's what we're trained to do, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, that's why I'm so appreciative of uh, Brent and, and that clinic because, um, you know, I've gone for evaluations myself and, you sit there and they don't listen to you. They don't write down what you say. <laughs> you know, you do have those combative, uh, you know, encounters that go on. So you really need a clinic like what uh, Brent is um, actually working with in, in his uh, in the university. I, I absolutely. Um, I'm, I, I'm a, I consider myself fairly intelligent. I'm not the smartest guy in the room ever. Yes. Um, yeah. But I couldn't have done it without them. And, and you know, that's that's coming. Now, I look at, you know, some of my peers and I look at, uh, you know, some of my soldiers uh, that I served with, you know, did amazing things, you know, both in combat and in training. And for them to get out and now have to navigate this unbelievable mess, uh, you know, spider webs of, of you know, bureaucracy, uh, it's, it's going to, that's definitely going to be a challenge for anybody. And, and to have the competent legal advice and, and representation by the clinic. It just is a game changer, and it, and it truly did change my life, and I know it's changed the lives of the hundreds of veterans they've helped. Yeah, so, Brent, do you have any other questions? I know you have, uh, you know, a, one, a million things that you, you know, you, you deal with veterans all the time. And, you know, so, you know, what is it that you think we need to know? That, because Well, yeah. So I would, I would, um, I'll answer a little bit and then I'll, I'll, I'll also, um, ask Eric to weigh in uh, on the question. But so, so Eric, when you, you ultimately, um, after being denied by the VA and then appealing and, and going through that process, uh, you were able to get the benefits and the compensation that you, you, you thought you were entitled to. Is, is that right? Absolutely. Uh, more, more than I thought I was entitled to, to be honest with you. It's a, it was when, when I got the call from, from uh, you and, and Professor Drake, uh, my, I had to pick my jaw up off the floor uh, because that, that, that changed my life. Mm-hmm. Right. That's, 
That's great to hear because it does, um, it really is life changing for a veteran to get those benefits where they can move on with their life, take care of their family. But um, I think one of the things really uh, that, that um, veterans need to know is one, um, that once you get a, a decision that you don't like from the VA is you can't just say, okay, that's the way it is. You have to really um, keep fighting and fighting and fighting until you, until you get a decision which uh, you think is, is satisfactory. And I, I would assume, Eric, there were points where you thought that, you know what, this just is not going to work out. I don't really have that much uh, hope that it's going to work out. And you were represented by, uh, you know, very experienced attorneys as opposed to the, the majority of veterans who aren't in that situation. Is, is that does that sound right to you, Eric? Yes. Yes. And, and part of my advocacy, uh, it also is, I deal with a lot of my uh, veteran friends and having the, the, the clinic uh, teach, actually just teach me uh, some of these bureaucratic lessons, you know, uh, you know how, to, how to keep fighting the, the fight. You know, I'm able to relay that onto guys and in, in, in other people that are not represented by uh, attorneys and but, but able to give them. You know, not I'm not an attorney or anything, but give them counseling on how to pursue their claims and motivate them. You know, I think that's one thing that we don't that you're right. That, that message needs to get out. Don't stop fighting. Um, it's not over until you say it's over, because the VA works for veterans and you have a voice in that. And that's a really valid point that I think we need to, to say more uh, out loud. Just, hey, we, you got to keep fighting in, in, until you get what you earned. Right. Um, go ahead, Dr. Arnold. Yeah, and that, that's really interesting because one of, one of the things I um, sort of disagree with a little bit that Eric said, he said he got more than he should have. Um, he, he probably got exactly what he should have or even a little bit less. The first thing he should have gotten was respect from the system when he got back. And they should have listened to him and they should have, you know, uh, accurately reflected his medical uh, issues in his file. And they should have uh, gone about the things the right way. That's why, you know, um, I, I think that the um, Missouri uh, Veterans Clinic is so important and, you know, the, the University of Missouri School of Law because there is a, a, a you know, first of all, as uh, a retired veteran yourself, uh, Brent, you know, 30 years of experience, you know how the military operates. You see things that happen all the time. And so for veterans to have someone they can go to that understands things that actually ha how they happen, understands the laws, understands how disability claims apply, it's critical. Uh, you, you know, without that bridge, many of, us, uh, many of us have died, you know, waiting for benefits or, you know, trying to apply for benefits that they rightfully deserve because of their combat duty or things that happen uh, during service, not even just combat duty, but you can get, you can, uh, we know we have deaths even in deployments, right? So as, as we mobilize people before they even leave the country. So uh, and we have people who get injured in regular routine exercises all the time. So this is something that uh, I'm glad, so glad that um, Eric brought this forward. And, you know, you, you were saying this has changed your life. Um, what, what do you think is, um, how does it make you feel to sort of be vindicated after being sort of demoralized to some degree, you know, about applying for the, the, um, the, the you know, the, first of all, veterans never like to ask for anything. We, that's not part of our nature. 
And so to ask for something to be turned down when you think this is what they told me was rightfully what I should do and I should be getting this benefit, how does it make you feel to be vindicated in that? Well, what I've been telling some of my friends uh, that are going through what I had gone through uh, and they're currently in the in the process of, of you know going through the, uh, the 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 VBA portion and, and, and applying for their benefits. I tell them that this was was not in the brochure. When you signed the contract, you you promised that you would give everything up to your life uh, yeah. to accomplish the mission that you're assigned. What they what they don't tell you in the recruiter's office is that after you sign that signature, America, our country, has an obligation to take care of you. And if you're willing to put your life on the line and you make it home, the country owes you a, a debt of gratitude at a minimum. And the, the care for the injuries and, and other things that you've, the traumas that you've experienced and, and, and to care for you, uh, because being a veteran is a very unique uh, place in our society. You know, it's, it's looked upon very highly. It's a, it's, it's a very... Um, uh, I don't want to say it's, it's a special class in a way um, that you've done things that probably 95, 96% of the population in total hasn't, hasn't uh, agreed or signed up to do, or wasn't drafted. We can't forget uh, not, not too long ago, we still had a draft and, and, you know, the folks went without volunteering to go fight in Vietnam and, and other places. So uh, I, I've, I've always held my head high. Uh, I, 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 do believe I served honorably. I, I, you know, and I served honorably with so many great men and women in in the, in the joint services. And uh, just to have now to come home and be able to now have that that my you know my issues covered, so my wife and my family doesn't have to worry about it. That's that's a it takes a, a big weight off of my chest, to be honest with you. Um, and and uh, I'm just you know eternally grateful to Brent and, and Angela and all the the. the personnel at the clinic that successfully fought for me they fought for me and uh and i you know, i just there's no way i could ever repay repay them back for that oh that's fantastic i was, I was looking through your you know your bio here and I, i'm like i see at least five movies here so you may want to think about uh, <laughs> i'm looking at all the places you've been and all, all the uh, hot zones you've been in and uh, i know you got the bronze star and the meritorious service medal and joint service accommodation medal Arcoms, you know so <laughs> you know this is uh, amazing and that was three oakley pluses on the Arcom. so um you know i'm wondering you, you know you actually uh, then got a master's degree uh, in, uh, you know, and this was a master's in public affairs degree in 2017. Um, how has that changed your life? How, how do you apply that? Because you've been doing some advocacy work for veterans as well, right through the legislature and those kinds of things. Uh, and I was looking at your, you know, lieutenant governor, uh, you know, award and that kind of thing. Uh, so uh, I'm wondering, how, how is that changing your life or your view? Uh, the, the, the master's degree program was very valuable because I'm terrible at math. I married a math teacher for a reason. But they, um, <laughs> but, but they, they taught me uh, begrudgingly how to, how to use statistics to, to, to motivate uh, people of influence uh, to, to, to get what you need done accomplished. That allowed me to, to aggregate um, different uh, different 
metrics uh, that I used to show, uh, you know, how, you know, how Missouri uh, can, can become the best state for veterans that are returning home. And uh, one thing that, that I was really thankful for, we, we amended the Missouri Returning Heroes Education Act back two years ago, that uh, as long as any combat veteran, anybody who served in a, com- a hostile fire imminent danger pay uh, zone, if they move to Missouri and they register to vote in Missouri and or they become a resident, they can uh, earn their bachelor's degree for $50 a credit hour, and they get a 70% tuition discount on uh, master's and Ph.D. coursework. Now, of course, the Ph.D. coursework isn't covered by your um, your GI Bill. So that's, a, you know, but you still have this incentive to, to come home. So my vision when I first started out after I learned that there were some flaws in the laws, well, I, I didn't mean to rhyme, uh, <laughs> there are flaws in, in the laws. My, my goal was to go out and fix them, number one, to help the guys in, in, in the Missouri Student Veterans Association that, that brought these to our attention. And then it became, how can we incentivize these combat veterans to bring their knowledge and their leadership? Because if you've ever been in Iraq, you've probably been a leader at some point in time. Bring that back not only to our schools, but if you're registered to go to school in, in the state, you're going you're gonna to live here. You're going you know, uh, to participate in the community. And, you know, in my, <clears throat> excuse me, in my opinion, the more veterans a community has, generally, I think it tends to be a better place to live and raise a family. Yeah, and Brent, you know, Brent, this is really one of the key points that he's bringing up that I think is so critically important. You know, on the last show, I was talking about uh, veterans, and we were talking about the suicide rate, you know, for veterans and those kinds of things, 20 a day. And a lot of that is tied to people not getting their benefits or getting the kind of care they need in a timely fashion. And so, you know, by providing this service, you're actually freeing veterans up to, uh, you know, to use their talents to, to really support the country in a different way, to serve in a different way. And if you are, the, you know, tied down with depression or you're in pain, you may not decide to go to school. You may not decide to do anything. <laughs> Um, and, and it can be a really a terrible spiral for people, especially with what was going on with COVID-19 and, uh, you know, the pandemic. People were really isolated. So we're still looking at, you know, was PTSD worsened by this or, you know, were medical problems worsened because you couldn't actually go into clinics uh, to get care. So, uh, you know, it's coming out of this. I think uh, this is uh, really a, a, a really a beautiful, um, beautiful example of how um, by Paying attention to our veterans and and you know listening to the heroes that come back like um, you know like Eric and uh, how they are looking at life is just it's just real it's, it's reaffirming to me I feel so good about this story. Yeah, no, absolutely right. Um, it it is um, there are often uh, you know forks in the road for veterans who come back and if they have they're able to get the benefit. And also, if they're able to be supported by people in the process of doing that, they just immeasurably do uh, so much better uh, and then, you know, are successful after the military uh, service and really can contribute to society. And just one positive thing I will say, Dr. Arnold, that's come out recently is in the, in the most recent Defense Authorza- Authorization Act, there is additional funding for clinics like ours to to represent veterans in the process so uh that is a big step forward i think you're going to see uh there are a growing number of clinics um 
who do the kind of work we do, and I think that's going to keep expanding. And it makes a difference in the end result for the veteran, but also along the way that if somebody's there fighting for them, it just means everything to them. Okay, we're, so we're running one out. Really possibly. Oh, we ran out of time, but I want you to give the connection point. How do people get in touch with your program? Where do they go? What website uh, is their phone number? Sure. So the number is uh, the phone number is five seven three eight eight two seven six three zero, and that's the phone number for the Veterans Clinic at the University of Missouri School of Law. Also, our website is on the University of Missouri School of Law website. If you just go, if you just look up Mizzou Law, you'll go to go to the law school website and you'll see a, a drop down for the Veterans Clinic. So it's very easy. Okay, great. And that number is five seven three eight eight two eight eight two seven six seven six three. That's right. That's right. Perfect. Perfect. Yep. Perfect. Well, you know, thank Great. you, thank you so much, Eric, and thank you, uh, uh, Doctor uh, Filbert, <laughs> uh, Professor mm-hmm. of Law, um, and thank you so much for what you're doing for our veterans. Uh, we are just uh, appreciative of your service to us. Uh, it has been uh, you've already served the country yourself, Brent, but you're serving us here at home. So we feel deeply appreciative of that. Um, Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to America's Heroes Group podcast. Don't forget to subscribe so you won't miss an episode. And for more details, visit americashg.org.